Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's one of the oldest marketing channels we have available. It's been used, abused, and marketers have seen diminishing returns for years, to the point where we've seen more than one gobshyly blog post stating, email is dead. But just because some think it, doesn't mean it's true. So what should email look like in 2021? I'm Joe Glover. I'm the founder of the Marketing Meetup. It's a community of 14,000 marketers around the UK and established very much on the basis of looking after each other and uh, just looking at marketing in, in a way where the humans come first. I'm Richard Wood. I run the marketing agency Six and Flow. I've worked in marketing for around about 18 years now and I'm a massive believer in that people should be trying to engage with people on a human level, not just treating people as leads and numbers in a spreadsheet anymore. Spoilers here, I love email marketing. It's been the consistent factor across my career. And to be honest, it hasn't changed that much since I started marketing eight years ago. But how do we make the most of the opportunities the channel presents? Joe, I'll be honest, you sounded a little bit like Forrest Gump when you, I like email. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, Joe, how you doing? We'll start another week. I see. You see, I thought that was going to be an outtake, but you know what? <laughs> no, no, no outtakes here today, mate. <laughs> it's all to the great me. Anyway, um, so what was the question? I lost. So, it so you like email. you like email, Joe? Yeah, I do. Honestly, I, so it's funny. I like email marketing. I do not like email, as in like responding to email on, the, on a day to day basis. So, oh, so, so you don't like you don't like the the transactional stuff that you have to do running a business. So you like you like broadcast. You don't like conversation. <laughs> I Can you see where like I'm leading you here? <laughs> I like conversation with people. I do not like um, that many, many conversations take place via email, uh, via email when they should be able to take place via phone call. That being said, uh, I like email marketing as a conversation starter, Rich, because <laughs> because you can go out to a, a load of people and see what resonates and you can start a conversation with people. It's almost like a conversation prompt yep. rather than necessarily like a, a broadcast mechanism. Um, and, and that's the way that it's always been and it's been consistent. And uh, the guy that we had on our webinar last week, Harry Dry, I think came up with a, a great way to describe it, which is, uh, your database is in effect gold bars in the bank. You know, it, it's it's that valuable to your business. If you don't have a newsletter or um, a database where folks um, can, can engage in your email marketing, then it's a real shame. It's a real disadvantage. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a big proponent of it. Where, well, where do you sit on it? I, I really like email um, from a, a marketing channel. And I think I like it for all sorts of different reasons. One is, and like you just mentioned it there, and we spoke about it with DG when we did um, his summit talk, the importance of having that owned platform. Like nobody can take your email database away. Obviously they could 
physically take it away from you. But it's not like SEO where Google can shut you off, Twitter can block you out, Facebook can block you out. It's it's your owned channel. And there's a, so much stuff that you can do with it. So you can email it, you can then use it for customer matching and all sorts of stuff. And that, like, it's a great, a great thing to own. But email gives you that ability to en masse communicate with people in all sorts of different ways. I mean, we've got like HTML emails where you've got like the kind of the nice brochure, like all looks singing and dancing type stuff. E-commerce is perfect for, it's great for reminding people like that kind of stuff. But actually what I prefer, and we briefly touched on it when I was trying to lead you down a dark alley, <laughs> blind alley in fact, um, the, um, is, is that like, it's such a good way to start a conversation with somebody because if, People, people from businesses are expecting kind of like, come to my webinar now and like it's all kind of like there's a CTA in it, shit like that. What they're not expecting is somebody to actually start a conversation with them and kind of um, follow that process through. And that's what I really like about email is there's so many different ways you can use it that it can be incredibly effective across the spectrum. And, and yeah, so that's why I like it. No, 100%. I think that's like a big, big takeaway that I've had from chatting with you over the course of time is um, if, if we're being really honest, then I wanted my emails to be responded to, but I didn't necessarily gear them for conversations. You know, I think there's a big distinction there. So, you know, we go out every week with our Wednesday at two email. Um, and to be honest, there's still a big, there's quite a large broadcast element to it you know it's like a useful newsletter and i think there's still a place for that but having chatted with you you you, uh, gave the idea of using it as a conversation starter in fact you measure your conversation rates don't you um as well which is pretty amazing and it sort of opened up a whole new idea as well you know which is really really nice and actually after that point i really started particularly valuing it when people started replying to my newsletters you know, because then it was, it was a conversation and people say, oh, I love this or I don't like that or whatever it may be. Not just that. I, I mean, like, so when we, so when we send out emails, like my main primary want from those email sends is that we have people reply. Cause I know if I get somebody to reply, they are much more likely than to follow through with the, the, the subsequent actions that we ultimately want to take. Like they sign up, purchase, whatever those things are. But the other side of it is, is there's an element of qualification of what you're doing. So you have an, an immediate qualification of um, like your your marketing ideas, the messaging you're sending, things like that. And if you can drive those conversations, you can then dig into them in way more detail. And that's that's the important aspect of it because like you like you were saying like you you wanted the response but you'd never geared up any of the emails that you did around those response uh, to to generate those responses but actually like most people don't if you think about most of the emails you get from a business and like most of the sales emails you get now or like messaging and i'm i'm kind of throwing in linkedin messaging into the whole thing as well because i i view those as like inbound messages similar to emails now and like none of those really dry are like a position to drive a response from me they are dry, trying to drive an action like mm-hmm. click on this url or sign up to this thing or like book in a meeting mm-hmm. and all of those things don't really work for me personally because like i i am almost designed or kind of conditioned now to have an aversion to 
anybody asking me to do anything on mm-hmm. any of those platforms because I get it day in, day out. Like I've literally just had, and I, for those of you in listening in the UK, which is Joe's mom. So yeah, she probably had one of these emails. So hi mom. Yeah. <laughs> so like I get a daily R&D tax credit guy or, or girl reach out to me and go, um, I've, I've got ways to save you thousands of pounds from HMRC, like that's connected, like that kind of shit. And today, actually, I think I, I'd reached my, my fill of them. And I went back to the guy and I was like, look, I don't want to sound like a dick, but here's what's wrong with the way that you've just reached out. You've just connected with me because you wanted to expand your network. 30 seconds later, you've just sent me a sales pitch and yeah. I already knew what was coming. I've only connected with you because I wanted to tell you there's a better way. Yeah, and yeah. I've literally just, I've broken it down for him and said to him, like, this is this is doing you more damage than it is, like, benefit. You are burning more leads than you are going to, like, sell to these leads. Yeah. You might want to think about doing it in this scope. And yeah. he came back, he was like, like, I really appreciate the feedback. I've outsourced my lead generation on LinkedIn and that's what's going on. I was like, yeah, I know, you can tell because you and everybody else are doing the same thing. Yeah. And that's, so like there's, for me, that's why I focus and like we talk uh, to the team and we talk to the clients about focus on driving those responses mm-hmm. because everybody is geared up to like bat away requests for actions or yeah, like calls cool. to actions. That's just not what we're looking for anymore. No, I love that. So I, I've actually, I've got a question for you in a minute into how you uh, go about driving conversations because I think this is like a really, you know, on a practical level, what the things you do are. But um, I'll, I'll share a quick story first, which was, um when optimizing for conversations then the the thing that we need to avoid here is an encouragement of a conversation at any stake so for example i had a guy who got in touch with me the other day and said uh hi brackets first name and then gave this the the pitch and like the brackets first name was actually written in that was the text so it wasn't hi joe it's hi brackets first name and i got back to him and said you know ouch don't worry we've all done it you know but you know, I'm not interested. And then he went, ha ha, made you reply though, didn't it? And like after that point, I was like, you know, you know I'd like to think I'm a nice person, but I, I just went, oh, you know, fuck off. You know, if, you, if you're going to trick people into replying to you, into a conversation, then that's not the kind of conversation that we're talking about. You know, the conversation that we're talking about is one which the other participant wants to be part of. So with that in mind, um, how do you as six and flow or just generally because i know that you maintain your own newsletter list as well how do you go about um driving the type of conversation that you want to drive rather than you know just just a response i guess i i typically send them nudes (laughs) (laughs) i mean like that's like the opposite i mean like you just get dead silence wouldn't you (laughs) no so on on your point though like i think that's where automation has had a bad not just automation but outreach and the tactics side of like sales and marketing particularly across email has been getting a bad rap for years because it's almost like we lost an element of honesty or Mm. like there's there's a people feel like they're playing a game of cat and mouse where you need to hoodwink somebody into driving an action and you're right like action or conversation at any cost is ultimately going to like burn the the customer because they're they're either going to take offense to it because you're like so those 
I, the thing that I don't like about the that outreach on LinkedIn is the fact that you're being connected with on a premise of helping somebody to expand their network. And I view expanding your network as something like, yeah, I'm happy to do that. Come and be part of my network. Like you, you can like we can share content, we can share audiences, like whatever. That's great. Like, and I'm happy to have conversations with anybody, mm. but don't connect with me on that basis that you're then going to make me do something else. And the guy who was like, oh, I um, first name, but I got you to respond. It's like, mm. yeah, but actually, that just shows a massive dif- disrespect for like my time, or in your case, your yeah. time, yeah. because he's trying to like bend you into something that works for him. On, yeah. a, on the premise that just wasn't there. So, sure. like, I had a um, a guy called Alfie Payne reach out to me two weeks ago. Now, he's a student, um, and uh, he's a student. He, in lockdown, he started a, a, a agency that started working with small businesses, and he reached out to me, and it's probably, like, the longest outreach LinkedIn message I've ever had. Like, it's, like, paragraphs. Yeah. But... It was in a way that like he, he was like, here's, here's who I am, here's what I've done, and here's what I want. Yeah. And it basically just said, look, I'm just trying to connect with like um, uh, thought leaders or like people who have done it um, before mm-hmm. just because I want to make a success out of this. What, what would you like? I'd, I'd love like 30 minutes of your time to bend your ear. And I was like, yeah. yeah, fuck yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, I'm more than happy to help. So, like, um, the end of last week, we jumped on a call and chatted it, like, chatted through, and I probably gave him a bunch of like uh, insight and information that either scared him or wasn't right, but like, I tried. Yeah. But he, um, and like that kind of outreach of, here's who I am, here's what I want, and mm-hmm. like, can I get some of your time? Yeah. Totally open to it. So, you know, if we dissect that, then there's an element of there's a clarity of context, there's an honesty, there's an authenticity, but then there's also a clear ask, right? You know, yep. but also, I guess, going back to your point about um, call to actions, like if someone was uh, to send me a sales message and, and sort of go, blah, 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 here's a cal- Calendly link, you know, again, it's just a form of a call to action, right? You know, so again, it's not a conversation, it's it's a automated book mailer out that has got a Calendly link in it or, or something like that. So, um, you know, I love that there's all the authenticity there and it probably represented to him, right? You know, I'm sure in the call, he was probably long and winding because he was inexperienced, you know, and he was sort of finding things out and stuff like that. So if we're going to get some lessons here for the listening public, whoever they might, might be, maybe we just one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how long this joke persists. <laughs> um, then you know, there's there's an authenticity that comes through in your messaging, which surprise surprise, you know, it shouldn't be a massive one. Um, there's a specific ask, um, which I think is a really good idea. Out of curiosity, when you're doing uh, six and flow emails or whatever, do you always make sure that you've got a habit of putting in a question or, or something like that when you're doing the ball i say a lot of them are question led but not always so like some of them some of them will be i guess there's always a questioning statement within them or okay. something that is thought-provoking so it might not necessarily be a an outright question okay. but there will always be something in there that will be questioning or like yeah, I would say I can't really think off the top of my head of an example where it wouldn't have an element of question in it, but it's quite often conversational around. So like, say, say I was trying to get 
you to come in and like be a guest on a podcast, right? Mm. I would keep it as simple as, hey, Joe, like I've noticed that you are doing um, uh, like your co-host of Humans Come First and I've listened to a couple of the episodes and like I've really enjoyed them. Mm. I run a podcast. I'd love to chat to you about like coming on it. Yeah. That it would be as simple as that, like really, really simple. Now you yeah. can break that down into a sales, like exactly same, uh, same and the same. So say I'm selling podcast software. Yeah. I would hope if you're selling podcast software, you would also be running a podcast as part of that mechanism, mm-hmm. because it's a like, and anybody who's not doing this at the moment is stupid if they are running the software because you're selling <laughs> software to an audience. Get use it as like an ABM approach. So like I'm selling that software, right? So I am selling a podcast ho- hosting software similar to SoundCloud or whatever. Yeah. I would literally reach out to you, say, "Hey Joe, like um, I've um, I run a podcast for the XYZ software company, um, and I would love to get you on as a guest so we can talk about how you guys produce your podcast, like the HCF podcast. I've listened to a few yeah. episodes; it's great. I'd love to yeah. get you on to start chatting." Uh, about how you do it, how you produce it, whatever. Super simple. And I've got you in a question, uh, in a a conversation then because everybody's going to fucking reply to that because you've just just said, I've listened to an episode, it's great. And I can, the, the, even if you want to say that deeper, you can then go, I listened to X, like this specific episode. I listened to the episode you guys did about uh, if you use the pandemic and make you a dickhead. I totally agree with this point, blah, 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 blah. Like that stuff, there's no way I can't reply to that. No, no, I, I fully agree. And actually, you know, that's, that's, I personally would largely, you know, if, if I get a random email from someone I've never met before, et cetera, et cetera, if it's a LinkedIn connection request, I'll probably accept it, but, you know, wait for another message afterwards or something like that. If it was an email, I would just assume that they've got a, a, a an auto mailer that says, Hi, first name. I listened to your podcast. Insert podcast name, uh, and really enjoyed it. So I probably wouldn't reply to it. So it probably would take that level of detail for me to go. Oh, okay, they've actually done the thing that they've said. And or, maybe that- can I sort of jump in on that? Right. Yeah. So that level of detail, right? And an email is what you're expecting. But what yeah. if you flip it on the like go the other way? What if there's like even less in it? So like. I would respond to like one-liners of kind of like, if you sent me an email going, Rich really enjoyed the, um, uh, really enjoyed the, it makes you a dickhead if you email in a, if you're using it, um, the pandemic as your outreach. Yeah, yeah. Um, And like, I've got some questions around that. Yeah. I'd fucking reply because I'd be like, well, what questions? Like, absolutely. And And I know that you've, and all you've taken there is the title of that podcast. Yes. I mean, you really are not advocating that you don't engage with stuff and you, you really should research people. But sometimes on a scale perspective, there's not going to be enough time to listen to everybody's podcasts or read all their content. But you take that title and you can then say, like, here, like, I've got some questions. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I'm really going, okay, are you questioning whether or not the, the topic was right, whether you can be a dickhead? Like, all those kind of things are going in my head. I would probably send you a one-liner back going... Yeah what question yeah we'll go for it yeah <laughs> yeah or like shoot and yeah. like that you have me in a conversation then i i am going to respond to your next email or at least i'm going to be cognizant of your next email because if the next email comes good well actually i sell this and i'll be yeah. like now you can fuck <laughs> off yeah 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 spot on well so that's really interesting so like i think we've kind of drifted towards the one-to-one email the sort of sales email 
yeah but particularly when we started this episode then we were speaking about or in my but mind why, we but why is that different why why does a sales email have to be different from your marketing email why can you not on mass i know yeah i'm aware on like that personality side but yeah. just because it's a mass email yeah. doesn't mean that you can't make it conversational on its basis no you're very right you are very right and I, I don't know i think it's probably about expectation so this probably actually comes back down to sign up as well so when you're thinking about someone signing up to a newsletter for example then i think uh, certain people do a very very good job of saying you will get x in return for your email address so you will get one email per week uh, which makes you a better marketer or you will get one case study a week or whatever so the expectation is almost in that situation that you will get x in return for y uh if it's a little bit more like indetermined then i uh, like i think the principles are actually given the conversational stuff um so where am i going with this i don't know actually maybe it is exactly the same perhaps it is um so i i think like the the, the thing you can't do on mass is like that level of personalization but if yeah. you've got reasonable segmentation or yeah. or you've got um ways to be able to like spot triggers or like previous activity within that data then you can dig down into elements of it so you can't mm -hmm. it's almost like um when we talk about like inbound uh, the difference between inbound and abm we all we have kind of like levels where you can drill down you've got like abm that is like one one to a few and then you've got abm mm -hmm. that is like one to one yeah. And I think you can, on mass, you can get down to that one to few basis because you could start to personalize around challenges. You can, uh, like that you see within industries, job titles, like stuff like that. It's never going to be the same as a one to one, but you can yeah. start to bring that. Where I think as marketers, we often get it wrong is like when people say, oh, we're going to do uh, email marketing. Mm -hmm. every single marketer like as we work in the hubspot platform right mm -hmm. every single marketer that we're working with will immediately go okay how do i build the template and you're like yeah. okay yeah. we'll dial it back a little bit mm -hmm. and have a think about what you're actually sending what are you trying to get out of the back of this why are you sending that email like what yeah. is it that you're trying to achieve because if you're trying to achieve more sales revenue Mm -hmm. then a glossy email with like four or five calls to actions with a bunch of pictures on it that yeah. may or may not get through a spam filter yeah. or might actually end up in the the google like that one of the tabs in gmail that nobody tab. ever looks at yeah, yeah, yeah that might not be the most effective way to drive that what about mm -hmm. if you go back to so you as mr marketer mm -hmm. go back to the sales director and say I'm going to send out some emails that is going to mean that your sales guys are going to have more conversations with potential leads. Is that okay? I can pretty yeah. much tell you what the answer is going to be. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I guess that's something that Drift did very, very well um, for a long time. You know, the, the Drift, you know, the, the golden age sort yep. of marketing thing where, you know, Dave Gerhardt was probably one of the first marketers that I saw in a long, long time. Uh, pioneer the, the plain text email you know yeah. and, and go out with that a single call to action very uh, conversational um, actually to the point I remember because they changed the person so for a long long time it was Dave and then it was someone else that started sending me Jackie right but like I actually felt like I'd almost built up a, a not relationship with Dave but like it felt he felt familiar like a pen pal well, it's something like that, you know, and I've never spoken to the chap or anything like that, but like, um, 
so when it actually came that a different name was coming, I was like, oh, who's this? You know, and actually for, for a little while, those emails had a little bit less resonance because that relationship had changed. Um, which do you, do you feel like, and like probably too grandiose words for like what I'm trying to explain, but do you feel <laughs> like there's almost like an element of fame or excitement there? Because you, you were following, presumably you were following DG across other mm-hmm. channels and yeah. you could see that he was like this like he was at the bleeding edge of marketing you yeah. run a marketing list you're excited to see what they're doing blah 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 blah. Yeah. do you feel, feel like they started resonating less because when you saw dg's name come into your in, in email box you were like mm. oh is it and then <laughs> then you kind of go into that it's marketing but it's not being positioned like because the great thing he did with his emails is quite often he would reference the fact like yeah obviously this is a an automated email but i did actually write this and if you reply it will actually come to me yeah yeah i I don't know i mean maybe i mean it's certainly i mean maybe if we're speaking on levels and there's a there's a one-to-one email send you know there's a something which is quite plainly a a mass email send but comes in plain text written from a real human being and then there's a, a glossy html then for sure i mean that was definitely elevated above the pack as something which was you know real and human and, and, and stuff like that so so yeah there's probably i mean even if it wasn't that that phenomenon that you've just described where it's like oh maybe it's dave maybe the fact that i knew dave was a human was enough you know and, and that was that was something um and it's something that I've tried to replicate in the marketing ERP emails a lot as well, really, is, is that sort of personal touch. They're always signed off with love, Joe, you know, and, and there's almost that, there is that feeling and people respond back, you know, sort of saying, hey, Joe, because they know it's come from me and, and stuff like that. So I think there's there's something to be said for that. Have you, can I ask you a question though? So mm-hmm. when was the last time, like gut feel, I don't, yeah. I don't need specifics, but <laughs> when was the last time you... And anything other than an e-commerce like basis, when was the last time you actually actioned anything through like an HTML, like glossy type email? Oh, I don't know. Probably never. Like I, cause it, and like I'm, I'm trying, I was trying to think what I've done and I get, I probably get like a ton of um, webinar invites. Like I get probably three or four a day, um, like Lucky software you. updates. I mate, mate, big time over here. No, it's just because when I get bored, I sign up to shit. Um, <laughs> but the, um, so like that, I can't think of any glossy email sent on a B2B context outside of an e-commerce like um, platform. Yeah that has made me want to, or I have actioned off, the only time potentially would be for inbound because inbound send us a a notification saying, sign up, use your ticket allocation type thing. But that's more, that's like more transactional. That is a, like a process I'm following. It's not like marketing advertising. It's saying, here's your ticket allocation, sign up to your allocation. Yeah, I I think the nearest, I mean, I mean, it's it's a very similar market to be honest. As e-com is like job searches and stuff like that. I remember when campaign. You looking, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> if someone wants to make an offer, they can do. <laughs> um, I, I remember campaign sending and have uh, their emails, you know, semi regularly before, and it was like, you know, they gave their articles and stuff like that. But then there was usually a, a, a series of jobs underneath. But again, that feels very e-commy. I think in either set of circumstance, there's a 
point which is that the customer benefits so really if we're coming to a point of sort of like what's you know what can people replicate in their emails then it's not about what can someone do for you it's what about what you can do for them which is a fundamental skill of marketing you know that's where the principles go down but it's probably that kind of thing really you know it's uh, i guess that's probably not the reason why you haven't clicked into those webinars as well because you get the sense that some of them you're either going to be put into a sales funnel or you know you're going to get a pitch or whatever it is um i'd like to think that's why the market meetup is slightly different in the sense because we don't do that stuff you know and that's the reason why it's resonated um so maybe that's it maybe you know those emails something to everyone to have in their head is like it's not what can i get out of it it's what can they get out of it which again fundamental of marketing but maybe we're, we are all falling a little bit afoul of it as well to a certain extent now we're going to take a little pause and just shout out our main sponsor AdRoll is a growth marketing platform that believes every e-commerce brand deserves a fair shot at success and gives those brands the insight capabilities and guidance to keep growing so check them out on adroll.com so why so i mean i've definitely seen multiple posts telling me that email is dead over several years now why do you think marketers are like singing that tune uh, it's bullshit it's absolute bullshit i don't know i think it's just because it's old you know i think that's the sole reason because like in terms of a stable thing there is no other channel i don't think with the exception of maybe a few companies who have superstar individuals within their ranks uh, with the exception of that there is no other channel where you can send something out and get an immediate response in the same way as email does um so when it comes to people writing it off as dead it's either because they're not very good at it or because it's old you know and those can be the only two answers because like they're trying to play a tune that just simply isn't true it's, it's just not true i mean why do you think i mean can you think of anything beyond that i think i think there's probably marketers see diminishing returns and i think like they, they've got they've got their their templates that they bash in the content they throw the content into the same template they send it out to the same audience like over time and are probably seeing higher drop-offs you're seeing like so there is a level of diminishing returns right so all you then really need to do is extrapolate that diminishing return over the next two to three years. And you go, oh, actually, in four years time, I'm going to have minus 5,000 leads come through. <laughs> like, it's that kind of calculation yeah. that starts to happen. Yeah. So I think there's probably an element of that. I think GDPR coming into play probably freaked a lot of marketers out going, oh, shit, I can't use my data anymore. Well, actually, no, you just have to do the right thing with it. Yeah. But so there's there's elements of that coming through and i think it's not the sexiest of channels and i mm. think like marketers and like me included will often go oh let's chase the shiny new thing over there and we forget about the f uh, like fundamental pieces that have kind of brought us up through that and we start to move on for the next new shiny thing so mm. i think all of those things start to come into play and then people go oh yeah it's, it's old it's shit it's boring but we have to send out that email but I, like what I would say to those marketers is like, you you don't need to change the channel. The channel is good. Change the way you're using it. Like change like and constantly change it up. So we are 
all the time. So we have we do have glossy emails that go out. Like we have mm-hmm. a a weekly tech stack update that is like a news bulletin that goes out to all of our client base and all of our client base and some other people uh, and subscribers saying here's all the things that have happened within the HubSpot ecosystem, like new tools you can use, Drift, um, uh, Vidyard, and like here's webinars we're running, like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's only ever positioned as a tech stack update. Then yep. on, in addition to that, we then have regular emails that will come, depending on what they are, they will come from me. They will come from our, we have a persona. So one of our marketers is called Kate. So we have a marketing persona email that will be Kate from Six and Flow. But if you right. reply to any of these emails, they will come mm. back to the person that sent them. And we're very clear with that. Um, so we have different channels and we're constantly monitoring like which one are we getting better responses from? What language are we using? The best, mm-hmm. so we sent out a webinar for using Drift Email. So Drift Email Bot, um, that was what the whole webinar was about. And we used Drift Email Bot to send it out because it monitors the responses and it can tell whether somebody says yes or no. So if you wanted to sign up to the webinar, you just say, yeah, I want to come and automatically it'll put you through. No landing pages, nothing like that. Amazing. So the way that we position that is like um is that um talking about your best salesperson. And that's like the language that we used in the in the subject was like your best salesperson and this is going out to sales directors and mm. sales directors are like what do you what about my salesperson are they yeah, leaving yeah, yeah. are you and it's like we've not done, and then we've explained it within the email but we've made it tried to make it intrigue and we've tried to like resonate with the language that they use and mm. try to kind of like pick on the, the the challenges and fears that they actually have within their roles yeah and then talk about like how we help with that stuff. And that's where marketers quite often get it wrong. They have a channel, but they don't play around with how they use that channel. Yeah. And on that point, there's three things that I wouldn't encourage people to replicate, but something I've learned. So I love there you were speaking about the subject line. So um, the subject line was short. It was sweet, but it was also intriguing. You know, so something that we've, I've started doing quite regularly. I don't think you can overuse this but it's something that I started doing quite recently, which is um, all lowercase uh, email subject lines, um, which is just something that the marketing meetup does anyway. Um, But then it's usually phrased as how to. So uh, a lot of our webinars these days are like how to content more than anything. So like how to build an email list, for example, and that will be the email subject line. Um, Then once people have clicked in, uh, I found that how to, is, is sort of like it's almost like the buzzfeed kind of trick you know of, of whatever it is you know people are intrigued at that point um after that point the salutation it's all an opportunity basically within an email you know to your point of uh playing around with the platform it's all an opportunity to experiment so for example our salutations is dear rich you uh dear rich you dot 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 and then that dot 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 is like some sort of pseudo ridiculous statement so for example you feeling when you catch up to the person who overtook you and now you're caught up with them at the headlights, uh, at the traffic lights, for example. So, you know, it's like, it's sort of an expressive statement of positivity towards that person. And like, I didn't start doing it as a thing. It, it was just like something I did one day and people came back to me and said, oh, I really like that. To the point now where I get quite a lot of LinkedIn statuses where people are like, oh, I look forward to every email because I want to see what the salutation is. I am... Um... 
I can't remember the 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 who did the research and it's like and I'm probably going to pull some numbers out of my ass but it'll illustrate the point anyway nicely <laughs> is that the the subject line isn't as poor, as important as people think it is so it is like if you look at your your email inbox right you will see the subject line and then two or three lines of the like the the text that is in that email right and if it's a normal email, you'll see like high rich and then like the beginning of the email. But most email platforms, you can pre-script what that is. That yeah. bit is more important than the subject. I barely, like obviously I take them in when I see them, but you will yeah. see those lines. So making that first like couple of sentences, mm-hmm. that's the thing that you should be focused on driving somebody wanting to read that email. And so yeah. I can't remember um, what the platform was, but they did an experiment with it to prove the point. Sending no subject line it can be just as effective. <laughs> That's interesting. That is interesting. I, I hadn't heard that before, but it does make sense. Try. So, I mean, you've got a fairly decent uh, wedge of marketers now. You should try sending out an email without any any subject line. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I mean, I think that. I mean, that is also plays into a, a final point. I, I feel like we've we've got to wrap up quite soon, but um, is that in the experimentation is to have fun, you know, and like send an email, an email with no subject line, send an email. Like we sent one, which really sort of like was at the beginning of the Wednesday at two, but really had resonance, which was we rickrolled the entire audience, you know? So like <laughs> the sole, the sole call to action in the email was, was a link to uh, Rick Astley. And like, whatever it is, you know, it's those moments over the course of time that build a brand. And maybe that's another big thing about email is that this isn't a one-off communication. If you're doing it right, you've got the opportunity to build a brand over the course of time uh, as well, which is you know, obviously vital and really, really important. So I think it has to be treated in that way as well, which is, it's not a short-term game, is email. It's, it's a long-term sort of brand reinforcer type thing. So people can chill out a little bit. They don't need to have a massive call to action and everything. It can just be useful, you know, which is actually probably ideal. One of my pet hates is when I see marketing consultants harping on about everything you do has to have a call to action. What are you oh, trying to do? Like, no, fuck off. Absolutely mad. You know, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense, you know. It yeah, no. Anyway, one for another time, I'm sure. <laughs> Good. I think we're done. Yeah, I mean, that was, you know, a winding conversation around email, but I think there was a few little bits there. Uh, fuck them, they're not paying for it anyway. <laughs> Thanks I for know. listening, everybody. <laughs> I'd be very interested how this one gets edited. Thank you. <laughs> what editing? <laughs> Cheers, guys. <laughs>